0: Yeah, he may not be super good, but he's definitely not not good. You know, he's got he's yeah he's got the qualities where you're just going, that's that's not right. You know, that that's not the way we talk at our house. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Welcome to Ordinary Voices, the show inviting ordinary people into conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Eric Elkin. Quick, what am I thinking right now? (laughs) If you know, I'm sorry you've had to experience the confused world of my mind, but I'm willing to bet most of you have no clue. Heck, half the time I don't know what's going on in my own head. I don't know what's going on inside your head either. How could I know unless I ask and then listen to what you say? I created Ordinary Voices to help me understand the spiritual thoughts of everyday people, no matter where they are in their spiritual journey. Then use those conversations to help people like you discover how to live in hope. Our guests are not a panel of experts, they're simply people willing to share with us the authenticity of their own thoughts. As you get ready to listen, I want you to remember we're here to have a conversation. To invite questions, struggles, and opinions that don't always reflect my own views. But in these conversations, I hope God becomes visible and you discover how to live in hope. You'll probably hear something you disagree with or may even make you angry. All I'm going to ask is that you listen in a way that nurtures a better understanding of your neighbor and encourages future conversations. So, with that in mind, let's begin today's show Good, Evil, and Comic Books. When I was a child, I bought comic books, not as a collector, but to read. I dreamed myself into the characters I loved. Thor, Captain America, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. My old comic books are worn and beaten up. Their market value completely shot. When I look at those old comic books, I don't see an investment gone to waste. I see the origins of my imagination. Comic books are no longer kid stuff. In 2014, comic book sales almost reached the $1 billion mark. This month, Captain America Civil War had the fifth highest grossing opening night of all time. It's set to become the fourth comic book movie to enter the top ten money-making movies of all time. You might not be into comic books, but a lot of people are. I thought I would reach out to a person for whom comic books remained a passion, a person who could give us perspective on the changes throughout the years. Let's meet today's guest, Chad, an elementary school teacher, husband, and the father of two college-age children.
0: Um, it was a Marvel Marvel team up. Um, I can't remember if it's was Marvel team up with Mister Fantastic or Marvel team up with Hawkeye. And Mar, what Marvel team up is is where Spider-Man teams up with right. another hero in the in the marvel universe so um but yeah though that's that was my start when you go into the marvel team ups you get two you get two characters for the price of one <laughs> yeah. you know and so you know at, at 20 cents or quarter a pop you know that's right. what the comics were back then right you you could throw a quarter down and you got a you got a book to read right you know and in a decent you know decent story I guess I've always been more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, um, probably, just probably because of the, the characters themselves, mm-hmm. a little flashier. I I missed a whole chunk because in when I was in high school, that's when I that's when I stopped collecting, and I didn't I I didn't get back into collecting until I was in college. Okay. And what happened was I had been collecting GI Joe comics. Oh. Okay. And so I had the whole G.I. Joe run from number one all the way to, to, like, 35. And I was looking at, all right, I want to sell these. So I'm going to see what kind of cash I can get, because what college kid doesn't need cash? Right, right. So I walked into the one of the comic stores. I think it was the comic store, actually, in St. Cloud. And I asked the guy, I said, what will you give me for these? And he, he had said, he goes, I'll give you... $60 in cash or $150 in trade. And so I took the $150 in trade and went through and picked up every X-Men comic book that I had missed through all those years that I had not collected. And, and then, you know, with the ones that I could afford right. with that 150 And so boom, 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 started filling in and I'm like going, the storylines were awesome. And so it got me back into it, which probably wasn't a good thing because then then I graduated from, you know from college and then went and lived where there was a comic store that was five blocks from my apartment. And so it was every week then. And so I'd, and I'd go in and fill in all of the gaps that I had missed.
1: dropped out of the comic book world in college. I was majoring in English and for some strange reason my professors were more interested in my reading Shakespeare, Twain, and Faulkner. I doubt any of them had ever heard of Stan Lee, the genius behind Marvel comic books. In my absence though, something changed in the comic book world and I got left behind. I didn't realize it until Batman the Dark Knight. You know Heath Ledger's last movie? What happened was the line between good and evil got really fuzzy, and I was having trouble making the adjustment. As you listen to this next segment, you can clearly hear, Chad made the adjustment, but I'm still having trouble with it.
0: And Wolverine is, he's right now, Wolverine he is my favorite by hands down my favorite character. Right. You know. Probably not your model superhero because he wa- always walks that, that line. Sort of like
1: Deadpool almost in a line like like Big you, time. You you don't know whether he's always good.
0: Right. right. I mean he fight he fights the good fight. Right. But again he fights it in a different way. Right. I mean if if he goes if he goes off on his tangent you know his berserker rage right. you you're done for you, you, there's no breaking him out of that
1: right and that that's kind of weird okay so here when i was starting to think about this where i come from and and i realized it um early on it really actually started with the dark knight okay i'm like going batman's good okay i yeah. I, I mean when i was reading comic books when I was younger, there was good, and there was bad, and there were no fuzzy lines.
0: It, right. I mean, but I I think when you have a hero, you have to have a villain first for, right. for the for the right. hero to fight. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you what's the need of the hero?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, sketchy on this one, so I don't really know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm not an expert on this one. Okay. Tell people I'm not an expert, yeah. <laughs> but I play one in my head every day. Exactly. Okay, but. But I don't remember, I remember Superman having challenges. I remember Thor having, my big one was Thor was my, my, was my man. Captain America, my man, you know. That's, like that's, the Fantastic Four, that was just, right. you know, Iron Man, you know, just, they were just huge. But I, I remember them having challenges. But um, my, when I watched that Dark Knight, I just go, I can't watch that Dark Knight one with uh, Heath Ledger. I watched it one time, and it and it. I just find it scary, but I just I, more yeah. than scary. I can't handle the fact that people don't like Batman, right? And I, and and I'm like going, okay, no, he's good, yeah. <laughs> he's good. And 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 this is where there there is yeah. there's a fine line between good <laughs> and there's and, and there's there's good and there's evil. And I never thought I was that way till I got into the comics,
0: right but when you're te- when you're teetering on that line that I mean that's like with me with Wolverine you can't do some of those things for instance it, yeah you know just it, take taking it to the to the degree where you're killing where you're killing somebody right. you know and that's you know yeah the person was doing something wrong but there's that there's the fine line are you, are you killing him for it or Right. or will will just will justice prevail um you know it's i don't know don't you
1: feel like there that it it did hit a point and i don't know you would know this better than i did there 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 was a point and almost when i was a kid it would frustrate me that they would never i'm like okay this guy deserves to die and they wouldn't
0: and, and they it wouldn't, like, and wouldn't they put kill him in the jail car- you know you right. like, okay he's got, well that I mean, that's that's the Joker. It's right. just like how how can you not? You know, you know the guy's gonna get out, right. you know, or he's killed, and then they put him at Ar- Archim Asylum, you know, right. and and then he partners up with somebody else, and they get out, and then they do, go start doing the same thing over. This is like finish him. These modern comic books really deal with complex ethical issues. Yeah, well,
1: and nothing—nothing nothing is black and white.
0: No, I mean you—you you still have to look at it, like I said, from that moral—that moral standpoint. Right. You know, where do where do you stand on that on this on on this issue? Right. You know. <laughs>
1: The comic book world of my childhood was clear cut. There was good and there was evil. And it didn't matter, as Chad says, where you stood on a moral issue. And I can't believe how much I'm struggling with this one. I've always argued good and bad are much more complicated than we were taught as children. But I'm having to admit that the ideal of good and evil, the simplified version in the comic books of my youth, has influenced me more than I thought. My son once told me, Dad, everything changed after Vietnam. What's good? What's evil? What's the just cause? These things aren't always clear. He's right, and he's never lived during that era. The peaceful protesters of Vietnam were not as peaceful as some people like to remember. They left some very deep wounds in the soul of the culture. We try to undo the sins of the past by making sure soldiers get properly recognized for their service. It's a good thing, but parades and joyful reunions can't completely heal the wounds of combat. The culture changed how it presented good and evil, and you don't have to read comic books to see it. Consider The Wizard of Oz. It was written and produced between two world wars. Good and evil are clear-cut and definitive. Post-Vietnam, Wicked comes along and gives a backstory to the Wicked Witch. All of a sudden, the Wicked Witch is not so wicked, and the Good Witch, she ain't so good. I didn't make a good transition with that one either. I told my daughter, I don't care if she didn't get a hug as a child. She had green skin and flying monkeys. She pulled out the straw of the scarecrow. That wicked witch is wicked. And my daughter would say, Yeah, but dad, Dorothy killed her sister and Glenda stole her shoes, her only memory of her sister. I told her, I don't care. She had flying monkeys. She's evil. And my daughter said, Wow, aren't you a pastor? Don't you teach that whole forgiveness thing? If you've listened to my previous shows, you know exactly what I told her. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. (laughs) I hate it when my kids are right. Let's keep listening as Chad continues to introduce me to another concept I'm having trouble with. Good fighting good.
0: With civil war, basically, what it is is that the the United States government is holding the superheroes accountable because of some. Uh, so, in the in the comic book world, um, the this group, the New Warriors, were were cat were going after this villain, and the villain exploded himself, okay, mm-hmm. and so and it killed a bunch of kids in in this perimeter that he, that he blasted in. And so they went they started going after this this team. And so they called for all of the superheroes needing to register who they are mm-hmm. and what group they're affiliated with and everything. Well, that's giving up your secret identity and and all of those things. So then you had you split the universe because you had half of the people saying yeah, that's right. We, we do need to be held accountable. And the other group saying, whoa, 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 whoa. If I give up my secret identity, then they're going to come after my family and the, my loved ones. And mm-hmm. everybody will know who I am and where I live and those kinds of things. Right. And so you've, you've put a whole divide. You know, what is moral? You know, do, do, I, do I owe it to the people to let them know who I am and what I'm doing? Or can I still go out and do the things that I have been doing to protect everybody, you know? Right. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, so, so then this whole war is going to go on between the good and the good fighting each other. Instead of them fighting the villains that they've normally fought. They're fighting each other about this, this issue. Right. Do I register? Do I not register? Right. And so, you know, who am I, who am I protecting, right. you know? Right. Because the movie's going to be a little bit different than, than what the comic is in that, you know, it seems like Captain America is defending his friend. And so Tony's going, well, this friend did something wrong. He needs to be held accountable. We're going we we need to take him in, and you, you can't take him in he's my friend, I'm protecting my friend
1: right, but it, gets so, to, it get, but it gets to the i mean you're you're just talking about is it. like who holds the who Super hold heroes accountable
0: and and it and it almost you, you need to hold yourself accountable, right, you know, but you also have to be responsible too, you know that's like taking the fight. You can't fight in the city because there's too, too many people around, right. but when you do, you've got to make sure that you're getting those people out of harm's way.
1: You just look at what 9/11 did. You know one of them goes flying off into building, I'm going, "Well, there's 100 people working on that floor.
0: Right. How do they get to survive And right. what happened in 9 /11 where they did right. You know
1: Before 9/ 11, I would not have thought about that.
0: And I feel like the
1: comics don't avoid that. They 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 take that on. They
0: do, but they never show anybody getting hurt in those in right. those scenarios. Right. You know, um, so it, it so it makes it look like no one's no one's getting hurt. Right. You know, but now with with taking on that issue of, you know, like I said, with the new warriors and then them going after that baddie, that villain. And then all of a sudden he explodes himself and kills all these kids that are at an, an at a school. Mm-hmm. Now now they're, it's calling. They're calling for their heads because you why didn't why didn't you move them away away? Right. Why did you attack him there? Or why did you allow him to do what he did? So you, you're still going to have those people, and that's probably where the that whole hero registration act comes into play. Is right. that? someone's calling to, to say hey now we, you guys all have to be held accountable you have
1: the law but you don't necessarily have the order right and that gets washed away and does it this order well,
0: and so you're basically it, stop me if I'm wrong but where the where the superheroes are deciding who the order what the order is so they're becoming Judge, jury, and executioner—maybe uh, you know, depending on how far they take it—all right. in the same blow. Right, right,
1: right. Because there's, and, and and that,
0: and again, that's their 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 There, there comes into your moral play. You know, how do you how do you feel about that? Well, again, if they're if they're breaking the law and doing wrong, right, you know then, yeah, they, they probably should be stopped and, you know, probably not executed, but stopped and, and put in their place. But do you know the backstory behind the person that's doing the stealing and why, why are they doing it? Right. You know, you don't always know that either. Right.
1: This part of our conversation made me think of the movie The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. In this old movie, Jimmy Stewart plays a lawyer who argues a just society cannot live by the gun. It needs order, laws, and a court of law to hold both good and bad people accountable so both the weak and strong can survive. John Wayne, on the other hand, is a strong man who's good with a gun. He tells the wimpy Jimmy Stewart, Pilgrim, out here, a gun's the only way to get justice. In the comic book world, they battle between the superhero's accountability to society protecting their own freedom to execute justice, on their own terms, for their own safety. This same debate is raging in our culture right now. It manifests itself in the debate over gun control. It's at the core of the debate between government control and individual rights on land use, taxes, laws, and drugs. Also, like Captain America, our hardcore sense of good and evil changes when it involves a friend or a family member. Comic books don't shape our understanding of good and evil; they reflect it. With Deadpool, he's,
0: he's a he's a hero, but he's also a bad, I a, a, a guess a you know not your not your typical version of a superhero. Right? You know, it's he because he's not he's not your typical you know, apple pie, where, where are you going? Oh, he fights for truth, justice in the American way. Right. No, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He, he basically is looking out for himself and what, what can he get out of it? You know, is he causing harm to hundreds and millions of people? No, but he's, he knows, he knows what he needs to stop in the people that he's dealing with. So it becomes a vigilante. So you're, again you're you're doing your own what you call your own street justice right exactly you know? exactly
1: um and that's like uh, the thing uh, the thing that i guess i found fascinating about deadpool is just
0: the whole time going is he good yeah
1: and it, and it's i don't feel like he's bad
0: no and that and that's just it i mean you're you're rooting for him because the guy that he's fighting is worse than he is, you know right, right and right. so it it becomes that yeah, he may not be super good, but he's definitely not not good, you know right, he's got right. he's yeah, he's got the qualities where you're just going that's that's not right, you know we. That, that's not the way we talk at our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: but yeah. but man, is that funny? You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, you yeah. know, you know, it's wrong, but you, at the same time, you know, how, how wrong is it? Has, where, where has he crossed the line where we say you, he's a villain, you know? And, and and you never know where that line is. You don't well, because of because like I said, because of who he's fighting. The guy that he's fighting is worse than he is. So you're you're going, Well he's not he's not that bad, you know. Right. And and did he do anything that that you that you might not have done yourself? Right. You know? So where where do you draw where do you draw that line? you know cuz for i think for all of us it's kind of different too you know how how far are you willing to go to help get your revenge for what what's been done up, done to you
1: right or and, and right so and just because we're recording how far do you go <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> yeah it, i you know it depends it depends on the wrong that's been done upon you right I, I really, truly think that.
1: This is a point of the show where I got to ask you a question. What is good? What is evil? And where do you draw the line? Can we as a culture even survive if we can't find common ground on these issues? Right now, I got no answer for you. So let's go to a commercial break while I take a breath and, and gather my thoughts. I want to thank you for listening. These past two months, your responses to this show have exceeded my expectations. It's confirmed what I thought. People are hungry for spiritual conversations. People keep asking me if it's all right to share it, and I'm like, that's kind of the whole idea. You can do these things to help this show grow. You can comment on it publicly, because your thoughts are golden. Share it with friends. Subscribe to the email on the website at ordinaryvoices.org. Tell people they can listen on the way to work, they can use it for small group discussion, they can use it for personal growth. I've talked to my wife into giving me six months to see if I can grow this into something sustainable. If you enjoy the show, please consider financially supporting it by clicking the Patreon button on the website. Thanks for listening and let's keep up the conversation. Chad starts to build our foundation of good. Good people protect family friends and those in their care they are willing to sacrifice themselves in order to protect a community or to put it another way good people create safe places bad people inflict pain they create places that are unsafe and threaten life and health let's continue to listen
0: i'm a good person i i know that i'm a good person But if something, if something horrible is done to me or to my family, where, where do you, you know, now, now you're, now you get into a whole different realm of where do, where do I draw the line? You know, legally, I know this is, here's the, here's the line drawn for me that I can cross and not cross, you know. But, but you are protective but I'm prote- I, you're a protected person yeah we, Most i are. Think, bizarre, I, mean. I think everybody is mm-hmm. you know and are are you willing are you willing to do that or are you willing to go get help for that you know right. to seek to seek that revenge you won't i don't think you'll ever know until you're put in that situation
1: right
0: you know how how far how far past the line are you willing to go right you know until that situation ever pops up Um, you know, I, I tell, I tell my kids, um, that when, when we do the drills at school about, you know, Hey, when we have lockdown drills and I said, I'm always the one that's standing up here and they go, how come you never get down with us in the corner when we have a lockdown drill? And I said, because they have to get through me first to get to you guys. Right. And I said, and I, I swear, I swear by that. Right. You know, And it's not a hero thing. It's just that that's my job. my job. My job for all of you and to your parents is that you're safe here. This is a safe place. Right. So they would, ha- they'd liter- they would have to get through me to get to you.
1: Right. And maybe that's where that difference is in the comic book between the good characters and the bad characters is the good characters protect...
0: They always and, have I and mean the
1: bad characters inflict
0: right they're causing some sort of pain or some sort of mis- you know mischief to the point where the the heroes are saying no right that's that's not right,
1: well, you know working with kids there's certain kids that like to inflict mhm-, even at a young age no
0: yeah. right there are, and you you know. And you you let them know though that that's not right, right? You know now. Do I have to beat them to do that? No. You you pull them aside and you say, "Uh, there's a di- there's a difference between right and wrong, good bad, and what you're doing right now. You're making someone else feel bad. Would you would you want that to be happening to you? Well, I don't care. Well, what do you mean you don't care? Obviously, you you would. You you mean you mean to tell me if I brought in five kids right now and, and told them to start picking on you, you wouldn't care? Well, no, it'd make me feel bad. Exactly, and that's what you're doing to this kid. Right. You know, so it 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 is. It's it. Uh, there's lots of teachable moments. Right. Where you where you can you can stop somebody and say, what you're doing is wrong. Do you know why it's wrong? And if they don't, then you you teach them. You show you show them. You know, but you don't have to do it by by beating them up. No, no. Or by or by or by treating treating them poorly. Right.
1: I need to take a break here and explain some things to you. My approach to these interviews is to go out of my way to not steer people into my views. I simply try to get people talking, then back off so they're sharing their own views and not being forced to confirm mine. In this next section, though, I made an intentional break from this approach. Chad is a really good elementary school teacher, and elementary school teachers always come prepared, sometimes overprepared. I could see that Chad had written out the answers to the questions I had provided him. But I didn't want his prepared answers. I wanted the ones that would come from his soul. So I started to mix things up to avoid these prepared answers. But here I tried like crazy to get Chad to admit, some kids are just bad. I made four different attempts to draw this answer out of him, but Chad would not relent. To Chad, the children who inflict are not bad. They're good kids who just need to learn what it means to be good and to experience it. There's no child who cannot learn this lesson. It makes me feel really good that Chad's a teacher. The scripture I gave Chad to consider while thinking about this topic was Amos chapter 5, verses 14-15. through 15. Seek good and not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you, just as you have said. Hate evil, and love good, and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. And then I concluded with asking him, how would you teach it? If you were to teach good and evil...
0: To I occur- do it every day. Right. You know, I, always, I, I do. I mention to the kids and say, hey, you, you don't all have to be friends. That's never a rule. Right but you do have to be nice to each other. Right. You have you you need to be nice. Because that's that's ultimately what what we want out of society is just just be a nice person. You don't have to be friends with everybody, but you do have to be nice.
1: Right.
0: You know, and the gal I te- the guy I teach with, we said that we go, "You know what? Next year when we start our, our new group of kids, the first two weeks, it's, it's just how to be a good person. Right. You know, yeah, we get, we get to the end of the year and it's all testing, testing, testing and, and everything. But what it all boils down to is, are you, are you a good person? Are you doing what's being asked of you? You know, are you being good to others?
1: When you say good person, how would you define it when you tell, are you being a good person?
0: You listen when people need you to when when you when people need you to listen, you're listening to them. Right. Um, when they ask you a question, you give a response. To to me, that, that's just a polite thing to do. When someone gives you something, say thank you, or no thank you if you don't want it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all those things that I that I was brought up you know to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I you instill, I have instilled it in my kids. Even you know, I yeah. And it's not even old school, new school, polite. It's just be a good person, right? You know, in our area, it's not as bad like in, in like in the inner city, but definitely, it's it still makes a difference. You know. For them, for them to see you in a role like that, because I'm sure they don't see their their dads in roles like that, right? You know, uh, I've I did, I have had kids come up and say, "You you really can tell that you care about us," right? And I said, well, "It's it's I'm it's my job. I I want I want you to feel good here, right? Because you're with me for seven and a half hours every day, right? You know."
1: modeling some behavior that yeah. just needs to happen
0: that that they may or may not be getting at home right so then you're so then you're either you are the teacher you're the one giving them that that example because you have them you have them for seven and a half hours every day you probably see them more than their parents mm-hmm. do clearly you know yeah and so you're trying to teach them to do the right thing well your case in point we had a a little boy who came in and he uh, turns in his math assignment and it's all done in his his dad's girlfriend's handwriting the whole assignment okay and he goes if my dad can break the law I can break the law and we're going what do you, what do you mean by that well my dad's supplying my my sister with cigarettes which is against the law because she's not she's not 18 he's buying her cigarettes so my i told that to i told that to his girlfriend who basically watches the kids because he's working and so the girlfriend called up the dad and said well if you're going to break the law I'm going to break the law and she did his homework for him so you're not teaching the kid anything you're just showing him that hey let's do a wrong and let's do another wrong and he's just he's messed up So, but that's the kid I get all day long, you know. He doesn't do his work and he doesn't, you know, and he just wants to be loved.
1: In my head, I had pictured this conversation as an intense debate where we would challenge each other's perceptions of good and evil to the point of threatening our friendship. An epic comic book battle of good and evil. I thought that's where we were headed when Chad told me his favorite character was Wolverine, the dude that goes berserker. Then Chad put in Deadpool, a morally ambiguous superhero, and I was like, here we go. When we get to the end... the high point where debate is really supposed to take off. And I get Mr. Rogers. Be nice. Be polite. Listen. Respond when someone talks to you. Say thank you or no thank you. Can good be so simple? Even when Chad is confronted with a real-life situation where it'd be simple to express anger, rage, and go berserker, what does he say? The kid just wants to be loved. Seven hours a day, five days a week for a complete school year. Chad can do that, and it's good. What did I expect? God is good. What makes God good? God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. It sounds more churchy, but pretty much it says the same thing. I started thinking about all my interviews. These themes of being nice, listening, and responding have played a significant role in every conversation, Can we simplify our understanding of good and evil to this point? Good produces and protects life. Evil seeks to destroy it. Not just physical life, but spiritual and emotional life as well. Being polite may seem easy, but it's not. Remember, though, being polite gives life because it's respectful of all life. Being polite is also not necessarily safe. But it is good. When I finished reviewing my conversation with Chad, Peggy and I went for a ride. On the way I came up behind a car going 35 miles an hour in the passing lane of a highway. The car was swerving a little, and I could feel myself tensing up. But thinking of Chad, I decided to be polite. I slowed down, I moved over to the right lane and passed the car. In the car were two Somali Muslim women. They were laughing and enjoying each other's company. I thought about Chad saying, think of the backstory. And I started thinking about their journey to this place, how complex it must have been. It made me think, where else in the world does something like this happen? These women are safe. I saw the freedom of religion. I saw the Bill of Rights. I saw the freedom I have to react. And I chose to be polite. I chose to let the joy of their car invade my own. Sure, I could have honked the horn and shaken my fist at them. Then their joy would have been destroyed, and so would have mine. Instead, because I was polite, their joy became our joy. And our joy lasted the whole afternoon. And it was more than joy. It was life. And it was really, really good. Seek good and not evil, that you may live. So the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you. Have a good week, everybody. our show. I want to thank Chad for sharing and I want to thank you for listening. Please join me next week when I start to explore the most rare gift in the entire universe, human life. Until then, please remember to help me invite more people into this conversation. Check out the website ordinaryvoices.org. Ordinaryvoices.org. Recommend it to people you know. Consider supporting it and let me know what you think. On behalf of all Ordinary Voices, thanks for listening.